Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here with Martin Petznati at Minas. And uh, Martin, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you doing? Great. Great. Great to have you here. Uh, Thank tell you me so much for having about, me. Oh, my pleasure. Tell me a little bit about the company. Well, the company is a 20-year-old software development company. We build custom software for all kinds of organizations, uh, but mostly we have a strong trajectory in science and projects that are very complex for the you know, connectivity or interactions with hardware and stuff like that. Uh, so we're very specialized in, in the weird, unconventional stuff that, that most people don't want to don't deal with. Um, uh, we are originally from Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, and now we are pretty much global. Uh, we have offices in the U.S., Canada, Argentina, uh, of course, Uruguay, uh, Barcelona, and just people from all over the world. So, Very cool. Tell me a little bit about the kinds of projects that you work on. I, I, the way you framed that up was really interesting. What kind of projects do you work on? Well, uh, for about 10 or 12 years, we've been partnering with, a, with an NGO called Instead uh, that develops technology for uh, maybe mainly social development, uh, humanitarian causes, uh, and, and medical and, and, and social aid for catastrophes, uh, things like a pandemic and stuff like that. Uh, and so for them, we, we developed a lot of software that really solved problems around low connectivity, people working in the field, and, and, a, and a, a lot of things that, that were very sophisticated on the, on, on the software side, but also very you know, sophisticated as uh, how it dealt with context variables. So we really honed in on uh, stuff that has to do with complex technical challenges. And that led to a lot of medical things that has to do with you know, uh, um, genome analysis and stuff that is very complex and very scientific. And so most of our engineering team has uh, a background in engineering, but also in bioengineering or medical sciences or anthropology and stuff that has to do with going to the field and understanding people and ethnography. Uh, so it's our, our, our core business is... Uh, companies that go to a software house and, and they try to build a project and quickly realize, okay, this is a very complex domain. We should hire someone who is a little more into that. And so most of our clients come as a recommendation of, we thought this project was going to be a, a, an easy peasy thing and it turned out to be very complex. Can you give us a hand? And like, we have grown a name in that in, in that space. So whenever something is very complicated and, and involves a lot of variables and has to do with you know systems thinking or something very like large in terms of how you think of the entire project, they usually come to us. So it's it's a it's a very it's a very inbound funnel for us. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. And and systems thinking kind of an approach uh you know implies a framework behind it. And um, and, and a way to think about the, the full solution. Um, are, are these typically long-term projects or are they, they start out short-term projects and then they go to long-term 
you know, kind of engagements? What's a what's a typical roadmap? Well, it, it depends. I, I, we've had pretty much everything. I mean, the, the shorter engagements, the, the shortest project we ever launched was a one-day full sprint uh, where we built an app in, in one day. Kind of as a challenge, kind of as a joke, uh, but it actually turned out great. Uh, it was kind of like a, a mutual payment calculator, like, you know, someone pays, picks up the tab and then everyone else has to divide how much they, they, what they have to pay. Um, and then our longest engagement has been a, a, a tool for, uh, for statistical analysis and censuses uh, that has been going on for, I think, 10 or 11 years. Uh, and it has been deployed in, I think, 17 countries by, by governments that are doing census and different statistical analysis, uh, some of them on a societal level and some of them on medical campaigns. So yeah, everything from a day to 11 years, <laughs> that's a typical <laughs> engagement. It. That's very cool. What, what verticals are a sweet spot for you? Uh, it depends. Uh, at one time, it was uh, everything that has to do with humanitarian aid uh, and social development uh, for, I think, 10, 12 years before the pandemic. Uh, we traveled the entire world, mostly you know, Southeast Asia, Africa, Latin America, uh, and, and Eastern Europe. There were a lot of things that had to been done, been, been carried out in the field, and that was a big sweet spot for us. Then it turned to startups that needed apps that were uh, very complex on the back end, uh, things that had to do with machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, and a lot of modeling. And right now, um, I would say most of our, of our projects are very heavily leaning towards health projects, uh, medicine, uh, applications that are statistical analysis on things related to healthcare, mainly due to the pandemic that boosted a lot of projects. Uh, but in the, in, in the meantime, we've had a lot of uh, things related to industries, uh, like uh, tools for optimizing industrial processes for anything from building trucks to maintaining light, artificial lighting on a, an efficient colony. So it's, yeah, it, it's all over. Very cool. It's so interesting. I, I love those kinds of projects. Um, how do you, when you start with a client, talk to me a little bit about how you onboard that client and build a roadmap with them. Uh, well, it, it depends on, on the stage that they come to. Uh, like most of our, our clients already have something ongoing and, and, and they run into a wall and they need to either break it down and go around it or, or climb over it. And for them, the onboarding is, it, it begins with uh, a discovery phase or a discovery workshop where we kind of survey everything that they have, everything that they've done, tools that they are in place, and whatever technology stack they're working on, and things that they have tried uh, uh, and either worked or failed. So we map all those things out. Uh, and from then on, it's it's a very it's a very straightforward process. Um, most of our European clients have learned that the best way to work with us is uh, time and materials. So they just, you know, decide on on a team size. But basically, what this, they decide on is a, is a development speed, and that you know gives us a a size of of, of developer team, and and then they just 
pay monthly until the project is done. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for for new clients, usually they like that option, but they are a little bit scared, and so they they try to go for a for a fixed scope. That of course requires that the discovery phase is a little longer and a little more in detail because we need to kind of have a deeper understanding of the project so that we can scope it out and we can estimate it. Um, but then we we over the years we've built a, a, a development pipeline that allows us to deliver functional prototypes of whatever it is we're building within the first two or three weeks. So it's a, it's a very fast paced process, and then it just builds on iterations of the first thing. But every deliverer that happens every two or three weeks uh, is, is a functional product that can already be used for the purpose that we're trying to accomplish. Um, and then we have companies that are in their earliest stage. They're basically just the founder with an idea and, and a budget or some investment. And for them, the initial discovery phase involves a lot of the design of the product and the design of the business model kind of um, back to back with the design of the product. Um, so that is, is uh, slightly longer, maybe like two, three weeks of understanding what is we're trying to build, figuring out the features and, and the roadmap and critical paths and, and MVPs. Uh, and then again, we when we start developing two or three weeks later, we have something functional to start playing with. Um, and so those engagements usually last until the client says, you know, I'm satisfied with this. I, I use enough budget for it to be functional, for it to create value for our audiences, and we can roll it out and see how it behaves and, and decide on that. And uh, I, I would say 80% of those come back and say, okay, our clients loved it. We can keep building on it and adding value and adding features and functionality. So. Yeah, it's, it's a very streamlined process. Very cool. Very cool. And what are some things that make your company stand out from the competition? Well, uh, it depends on, on, on every client. For every client, it's a different thing that they, that they like. Um, mostly, the, the team is very knowledgeable. And, and we've been working... First, we've been doing this for 20 years. So, uh, you know, 20 years in technology is a lot of, a lot of time. We've seen many different things rise and fall, uh, and we have a, an understanding of how technology cycles work. And also, because we have a long trajectory of designing and adjusting our culture, we've managed to uh, have a team that you know, most of the people who are working with us have been at the company for over you know, six, seven, eight years. Uh, some of them have been here for 15 years. So it's a very robust system and, and the whole thing just works very fast uh, because everyone knows each other and they've been doing this together for a long, long time. So that's what allows us to have a functional product within the first two weeks. Everyone kind of, they already know what they're doing. They already know what they're supposed to do. And a lot of the you know greasing that goes into deciding how are we going to tackle this? It's, it's already been taken care of. Um, so we, we have invested heavily in, in, in engineer happiness so that they can stay at the company and be happy and thrive here. And that eventually you know, translates into a very streamlined process that is very fast-paced, that it has a lot of quality, very fast. And that makes 
clients be very happy and also recommend us. So it's an ecosystem and it's kind of circular and it kind of works that way. It's very cool. And and I would imagine that the engagement's really high with the client, especially at the beginning of the engagement, is getting aligned with them and showing results, especially for a new client. If it's an existing client, you already have rapport. But for any new client, um, you know, showing them that kind of engagement and getting the train on the tracks is really important for them so that they yeah. start seeing, you know, some momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, however, we 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 do like to interact with 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 the client directly, and even if they're a a, a long time client, and and it's, again, some of them have been with us for a decade, um, we still like for them to be very involved at every stage of the process of the process. Uh, it it makes the whole thing much more uh, much more easygoing. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows why certain decisions are made. Uh, and it it avoids a lot of surprises uh, when you you know you leave the, the client and come back six months later with something and it, it saves you the, the possibility of them saying this is not what I wanted. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And are you in Slack or how? What's your what's your typical communication path with the client when you are engaging with them? Yeah, uh, for most of our clients, uh, we build a Slack channel have them join uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's the best way it for us it's, it's also our natural you know it's the river from where we drink so yep. um everything takes place at slack except for one-on-one things that may happen on zoom or whatever other uh video platform but even now with slack having those tools integrated i think most things happen there um some other clients though uh we've built a relationship where it's mainly just back and forth emails, very few emails a week, like three or four emails. Uh, and then just uh, one sync that maybe every week or every 15 days to try and you know, see where we are. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say Slack is today the number one tool for communication. Very uh, cool. We have made it a point to avoid things like, like WhatsApp and Discord and Telegram. Uh, because they're not really good tools, um, and it it happens much more than we would like. Than early stage companies that are very much like, you know, we're fast paced and we like to move fast and quickly, and we're already using this tool. So this is what we use to communicate. It it's not going to work. So we made a point of not going there, um, and that that makes it a, a a lot easier to to keep the project you know order all along the process. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an iterative process, and it helps keep the communication tight. Um, that's that's great. I, I love the fact that you've been in business for over twenty years. What have been some drivers of growth over the years? Um, well, mainly, as I said, we we like we the the whole reason the organization exists is that the founder found that um, no workplace was you know a, a good workplace in terms of a good balance between the work that you have to deliver, the input that you have and and, and the happiness that you can get out of it and also the uh, you know the free time. Uh, and so he's he thought you know if, if I have to find this, it, it'll probably take me my whole life and maybe I will never find it so I, I will build it. And so uh, kind of as a, in a serendipitous way, Manas was built as, 
a platform for happiness. And, and, and what we try to do is, you know, keep people happy and they will deliver good work. And, and that has kind of been a, a, an outline for, for everything that we do. It doesn't really mean that you, you know, uh, you give in to everything that people say and like everything that people will do, but you try to understand, you know, what's going to deliver the most, the most value and the most happiness in, in the, in the long run for everyone. Um, and so when, when people are happy and they stay, they, they deliver better work, they get acquainted better, they know each other, they know how to work with each other. And every process kind of gets very lean and mm -hmm. everything that needs to be there is there and everything that doesn't isn't. So that has been a, a very good driver of, of growth for us because most people who have been at Manas have stayed at Manas. Then they have brought other people and say, you know, you have to work here. Whenever someone left to start their own project, they usually call us to deliver their 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 applications and their systems. Uh, and then it, the same thing happens with clients. When you have a twenty year span, people jump from one company to the other. And if you if you did a good work, a, a good job, and you deliver good work, they will call you back, and that's what they do. Um, because we we make sure that we deliver quality and we deliver quality fast. So. Yeah, it, it's basically a, a no-brainer. If you do good work and you do it fast, people will call you. Yeah. Sounds like referrals are a big driver for you and yeah, they are. word of mouth, you know, kind of thing. Um, as, as a content company ourselves, uh, uh, you know, we love when, when companies are, are writing content. Um, and we talked a little bit about that prior to the interview. What value is content marketing added to your company? Well, content marketing for us is is a good way of getting in front of people who are difficult to find. We, this is a very crowded space. So e either for recruiting engineers who are constantly hunted down or e for finding um, clients who are also being constantly hunted down because you know whenever you get uh, you know a check from 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 a VC, the companies and providers swarm around you. So it's a very it's a very crowded space and everyone's trying to be very loud and content for us is a way of working smart and not working hard. So we try to get in front of the people who make decisions by aiming at what we think they want to, they want to read about or what they want to consume in terms of ideas and perspective about things that we know because we've been doing this for 20 years. So we've learned a lot of lessons. And there's a lot of people out there just saying the things that are, you know, in, in, in the news and then like trends grow like wildfire. And we, we try to strive away from that and say, you know, this is what we've learned. This is what we believe is true because we've seen it happen over and over and over again. And so content is a way of showcasing that we have a lot of experience, that we have a lot of uh, opinionated people who have you know, build a perspective and a, and a point of view around things that they do for a living for two decades. Um, and that has, that has helped us drive a lot of business that comes because they say, you know, I really liked your take on this because I don't think anyone else mentioned this. And we've been talking to VCs and consultants and advisors and whatever, and no one mentioned this. And this is something that can, that consistently, you know, breaks or consistently makes a difference. So Content allows us to do that. You know, we don't know how to find those people, and they're very hard to reach if you find them. Uh, but if you if you actually say something meaningful, they will find you. Yeah, 
That's wonderful. And and I guess my last question is if if you're celebrating something a year from now, whether it's professionally or personally, what would be something you'd like to be celebrating? Uh well, next next year is our, our 20th anniversary. So <laughs> probably that. Uh, very cool. But, but no, I, I think that um something that we have been doing for the past year and a half and, and that we haven't yet had the time to stop and and and, and celebrate is the fact that in in a very short span of time we are now operating in all five continents we have people everywhere we successfully got rid of time zones and we successfully got rid of our own time constrictions of you know working nine to five or whatever uh and we have successfully built a, a healthy thriving culture remotely with people we've never seen face to face in our lives um, and so I think that's that's the thing that we will be celebrating because, as as I said, we know that in 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 the in the midterm, it's that's what's going to bring good uh, good business. The fact that the team is 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 feeling good with what they do. That's wonderful. And uh, tell anybody who's listening here where they can find you and and what your URL is. Well, our our URL is manas dot tech. That's m a n a s dot tech. Um, and you can probably find us in every other platform as either Manastech or Manas.tech. Uh, we're on mostly on Twitter and sometimes on LinkedIn. Uh, but we're, yeah, just shoot us an email at hello at Manas.tech. And that's, that's the easiest way to, to reach us. Wonderful. Well, thanks a lot, Martin. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Andy. It has been a pleasure as well. Hey. Are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.